Well, it's been a stinker of a reporting season this year. There have been a few big hits. I mean, some companies really exceeding expectations, but more companies have missed, and they've missed big in many cases. HealthScope, BlueScope, to name two companies with scope at the end of their names, they've uh, missed big time. But overall, um, the best person to talk to about this sort of thing is Shane Oliver, who keeps an eye every year on exactly what's going on with reporting season and keeps a running tally. So let's talk to him, find out how they're going. Shane, the, um, the impression one gets from the reporting season is that uh, it hasn't been great. The market's not that happy about it. Is that supported by the data that you've been collecting? It is. It's uh, kind of unfortunate in a way. Yes, we have seen profits rising, and they're certainly up on where they were a year ago, and that's mainly driven by the resources stocks, which are seeing gains of around 130% or so in terms of their earnings. Um, and we're seeing about 70-odd percent of shares report profits higher than a year ago. The problem is that all of that was largely factored into the market beforehand. And we have, as the results have been released, you know, we have seen a bit of disappointment. In fact, the number of stocks that have surprised the market on the upside is around 38%, which is running below the normal levels. In fact, it's the lowest level since around 2012-2013. And the number of stocks disappointing is running above normal levels. So we have seen a degree of disappointment. And of course, that uh, disappointment has shown up in quite sharp falls in stocks which have um, disappointed the market um, you know, with quite big moves um, occurring. So uh, what, on average, roughly, is the... Um is the profit increase that we're seeing? The average gain is is coming in at around 18% or thereabouts. So we're currently around almost 75% of the way through the reporting season. Um, so we're a good way through it. Um, and, and profits look like coming in around 18% overall, which is not that different to where it was, where the expectation was, I guess, um, you know, a few weeks back before the results started to flow. It's probably down a little bit. I think the market was looking for about 18.5%. But I think that the hope was that we'd get more upside surprise, that companies would um, surprise those numbers on the upside because the market uh, PE was, was already running at a relatively elevated level. Um, but we haven't seen that. And on top of that, uh, the outlook statements haven't been so flashy either. But if you want to break the 18% up down, there's about 130% for resources and for the broader market excluding resources it's about five percent and how do those numbers compare with previous years well the good news is that uh, we've seen a return to profit growth and and that is very good news because we saw two consecutive years in a row um, of falling profits up until 2015-16 um, and that of course uh, was a big drag on the Aussie share market so we have seen a return to profit growth um, and of course the 18% is well above normal profit levels but it's largely driven by that that surge in mining sector or resources profits. So as, looking, just looking at the industrials then 5% you're saying 5% this year how does that sit against past years? It's a little bit a little bit stronger. We were sort of hovering around zero to slightly negative a couple of years, two or three percent. So it's a little bit stronger than what we've been seeing over the last few years. So that's certainly a welcome news. I never understand uh, how companies can miss guidance. I mean, heavens above, they've only just put out their guidance. What are they, don't they know what's going on? Well, uh, yeah, I must admit, uh, I sort of wonder about that as well. In America, there's a typical game that occurs where they try and 
guide the expectations downwards prior to the reporting season such that when they report the result, they can surprise on the upside. And we've certainly seen that in the results over the last month or so in the US. Uh, the initial expectation on the part of the market was for 6% profit growth of the year to the June quarter in the US. It's turning out to be around 11 or 12% profit growth. Um, with something like 75% of companies surprising on the upside. Whereas in Australia, they don't seem to play that game so well. Um, the guidance is out there, um, and yet we still see uh, quite a few companies missing that guidance. On my count, 32% have missed, have missed or come in below expectations, um, which yeah, sort of, sort of begs the question now, yeah, why don't they know what's going on when they put the guidance out there? You do. It does beg the question. You wonder, what, 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 you wonder whether they caught up with what the how to, how to under promise and over deliver uh, that's right it seems like a fairly simple trick to me to uh, to under promise and over deliver but uh, we're not seeing uh, much of that in the Australian market compared to say the US um, and you know the disappointment level is tends to run a much much higher in Australia than it does in the US I think the market's more sensitive if anything to the forward uh, outlook statements with the profits that come out, what have they been like on a, you know on the whole? Well, that's probably been the big problem. The outlook statements have been a little bit uh, on the negative side. Um, now, to some degree, uh, putting the resources aside, the resources companies generally seem to be a bit more upbeat. That, 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 if you're going to sort of say the star performers, it's probably been the resources stocks for this uh, reporting season and also because of the huge increase in dividends they've announced. But uh, beyond that, you are seeing um, certain areas, particularly uh, stocks which might be exposed to the US and therefore you get currency exposure in as well, a bit of negativity coming through there, particularly in some of the healthcare stocks, uh, some of the industrials disappointing. Um, and it's, it's not only the results, but it's also the outlook statements, which have been a bit on the soft side. To some degree, you can sort of understand that. The Aussie economy is still a bit... Uh, a bit mixed. You know, some indicators are good, some indicators are poor. Depending on which part of the economy you're exposed to, it can affect your outlook. Um, but overall, the outlook statements have been a dampener, and that's affected the market's expectations for uh, profit growth going forward. Yeah. So, so what? What does that? Where does that leave you in terms of your expectation about the market over the next twelve months? My view is that the market can still move higher over the next twelve months. So we're at a point where the forward price to earnings multiple is 15.5 times, which is uh, a little bit above its long-term average. That's taking current share prices and dividing it by market expectations for the next 12 months for earnings. So 15.5 times, long-term average is down around 14 and a half times. So that's a little bit above, a little bit above the long-term norm. Um, but in a world of still low interest rates, the Reserve Bank likely on hold, uh, and profit growth probably continuing, then the market should be able to push higher from here. Um, but there's a couple of qualifications to that. One is that uh, consensus earnings expectations have come down to just 1.5% for the next 12 months. So after an 18% outcome this year, for this for the last financial year, that's 2016-17, the market is looking for quite a sharp slowdown in profit growth over the next uh, the next 12 months, and that's as the resources sector comes off that big high, the big gain that they've seen. Um, so that's going to act as a constraint on our market. There's a few other things as well, that the rise in the Aussie dollar is probably not going to be helping that much. The longer that continues, that's a bit of a drag on our share market. 
Um, we've still got very low wages growth. That's going to uh, be a bit of a drag on consumer stocks going forward. And I guess you could argue it's always hard to work out the importance of these sorts of things, but there's a bit of political risk starting to creep in now with the uh, citizenship issue in uh, in Canberra, which I think was initially a bit of a sideshow for most investors. Not too concerned about it, but uh, now we're getting to a point where it might bring on an early election. And that could inject a bit of uncertainty as well. So my feeling is the Aussie share market can push higher over the next 12 months, um, but it probably is likely to remain a relative underperformer compared to global share markets. I'm, I'm not even sure how you can say that it's going to push higher if it's already a bit, a bit expensive. Uh, profit expectations are very subdued. Uh, and as you say, uh, both the currency and the political situation are negative. So I can't... <laughs> I mean, all of that adds up to me like... Not pushing higher. Well, that's that's certainly the risk. That's certainly the risk. Um, the way I would see it is that in a world of low interest rates, you could sort of justify the price earnings multiple being a bit above the long-term average. If you go to the US, it's even higher than it is in Australia. So in that sense, I'm not overly perturbed by the valuations. Um, but we are very dependent on interest rates remaining low. Um, getting a little bit of profit growth coming through and that helping the market to push a little bit higher. But as you say, the risks are on the downside in the very short term. You know, we've come through a profit reporting season that hasn't provided a lot of support for the market. Um, August, September, October are often known for months of volatility, so we could go through a bit of a bit of a pullback in the short term, even though the last uh, two or three months, we've been stuck in a, a very narrow range around the 57, 5800 level on the market. So short-term risks, I think, are on the downside. I see a bit of uh, upwards momentum on, over the next 12 months, but it's going to be pretty constrained, and I tend to agree that the risks are on the downside. But whichever way you cut it, if I'm looking at it as a big-picture context in terms of asset allocation, I'd say it's still a time to have a hefty exposure or decent exposure to global shares as opposed to Australian shares. And what have been some of your highlights out of the reporting season? Big hits and misses. Uh, well, big misses, I guess. Uh, uh, well, Healthscope, Healthscope sort of stuck out uh, yesterday. Some of the resort, the uh, healthcare stocks, which normally do quite well, have, have had a few misses. Um, Domino's, Telstra. Telstra was an interesting one in the sense that the result was sort of okay. The big shock was the the dividend being cut, and that just shows how dependent the Aussie share market and Aussie investors have become on dividends. So overall, it's just worth noting that around 70% of companies have increased their dividends. So dividends are still on the rise, but companies that have cut them have been uh, have sent a very bad response. Um, some of the insurers, Suncorp, uh, yeah, quite a quite a big decline there. Um, other other misses, um, Blue Scope, a uh, bit of disappointment on that one. Um, partly again U.S. related. More than a bit, I'd say. Yeah, more than a bit. I think it was. It's, uh, I haven't seen the latest numbers, but down quite substantially since it reported. Um, so they're the, the most negatives, and, and I, I, most of the negatives. But I guess the point is that they're fairly broad based. You know, Crown's another one. Um, Magellan as a fund manager, um, Flexi Group. So it's quite a long list of companies that have seen greater than 5% declines through this reporting season. Now, of course, uh, there must have been some other factors going on. There have been some upside surprises. That's why the overall market has been really just range-bound through the reporting season. And on the upside surprise, I'd, I'd include 
carsales.com, done pretty well, IOOF, Cochlear, uh, Treasury Wines, uh, Origin Energy, Bendigo, Fortescue. Um, and, and in fact, uh, the, it is worth distressing how well the, uh, the big miners have done. Um, a year ago, they were in the dog box, cutting their dividends and so on, um, reporting losses. Um, and of course, we've seen a massive turnaround there. Part of it's um, a, a bit of good luck, obviously the rebound in the iron ore price over the last 12 months, and of course the surge in uh, production from new, new, newly completed mines, um, but also they have put a bit of effort in in terms of getting their costs, costs well down. Great to talk to you, Shane. I really appreciate it. Thanks. My pleasure. Thank you. That was Shane Oliver, Chief Economist at AMP, and he keeps a running total of all reporting seasons and how the companies are going. And this year, as he's reported, is not going too well.